Welcome back to the Level 5 Podcast. My name is Connor Rabchak. Shortly, you're going to hear Elliot as well. And on today's episode, we did a mailbag. We took some questions from you guys, some really good questions related to the offseason, the draft, and a little off-topic question at the end. So you're going to want to stick around for that. But episode 30, we cooked up a new intro to celebrate. And uh, thank you to everyone who's listened. We really appreciate it, and we hope you enjoy. You're listening to the Level Flight Podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. Maroon center, no! Connor Hellebuck! Golden opportunity, Kyle Connor shoots, and he scores! Kyle Connor! Triple overtime series winner! Can you believe it? Frankly, on to Morrissey, scores! Here we are, episode 30. Elliot, how are you doing? How's your summer so far? And what are your thoughts on us hitting episode 30? It's I, I'm gonna start with the last point the last question there. I think I was saying the episode 30 is awesome. Like the Steph Curry episode, you know, it's the Steph Curry episode. It's it's exactly I, I, I'm I'm very thankful for everyone that listens to the show. You guys are what makes this go, so thank you everybody. Um, it's, it's a blast. You can ask any, any of the three of us. We love doing this. This is so much fun. Summer's going good. We're working, you know, um, as I'm wearing the Seabears t-shirt today. Um, by the way, if you haven't seen, I'll plug it at the end too. Uh, I post my first article on heart of the continent hoops. Um, the reason why I'm wearing the shirt is to make me feel better because (laughs) I released the article and then three hours later they had signed somebody else onto their roster and I got to talk about their, uh, training camp roster as well um but you know unbelievable yeah yeah, i i I wish they told me because i would have waited to release the article a little bit later but i'm gonna go do that later we're having some fun over here so it's all good yeah go check out go check out that article um i learned so much about the players elliot outlined it really well so go, go check it out um heart of the continent hoops Gotta plug it. Like, like in the bio of my Twitter. Hold on, let's do Bang. that at the, yeah. in the white there. So, if you're watching it out there, yep, yeah. if you're watching on YouTube, you can see it. It's if if you're listening audio version at Elliot Russin H1. There you go, Russin H1. Whatever. Boom. All right, we are we're ready for the mailbag. Uh, we're at kind of a dead point in the off season, so we needed your guys's help uh, for some questions because we had no clue what to talk about. But here we are. Um, a lot of these questions are kind of related to the same thing. I mean, like the the main thing surrounding the Jets is, are they going to blow it up? Are they going to rebuild? Are they going to trade away? Shifley, Connor, or sorry, Connor Hellebuck, Shifley, Connor Hellebuck, uh, Dubois, uh, Wheeler, those guys. So a lot of these questions, we'll, we'll kind of loop them together because we can answer kind of two with one. Um, but let's start with Blake Wheeler. Both Kent and Prairie Jays on Twitter asked about Wheeler. Prairie Jays asked, how is Wheeler up at number seven on the athletics trade list? And Kent asked, is it remotely possible to keep Wheeler here? Uh, the first part of that on how he's up on the on the trade list, I don't really get that uh, because at an $8.25 million cap hit, uh, even with one year left, I don't know if he has that much value. Um, 
Now, to answer Kent's question, I'll throw this to you, Elliot, but is there any scenario where you see Blake Wheeler on this team next year? And what what does that scenario entail? Does it just the Jets just keep him and there's no hard feelings between the two? Or how do you see that playing out? I think really the only way that you see him staying is if they tell him, Kate, we can't find a deal for you this offseason. We're basically going to, quote unquote, hold you hostage until the trade deadline. And then we're going to try to see if we can find a deal then. Other than that, honestly, I, I really don't see a world in which um, there isn't any animosity, unfortunately, because obviously Blake Wheeler's a competitor. He wants to win. But when you're making $8 million a season and you're not playing at the same level as you were when you signed that contract, it's really hard for somebody to take on that contract. You look at other guys in the league that have large contracts, maybe with a year left or more term, and there are teams that either want to give up very little to nothing for those players and the teams that are getting rid of them want to get something. So I'm assuming the jets are probably expecting a. I would, I would assume they're probably looking for either like a C prospect or like a mid round draft pick for him. And there yeah. are probably teams that are looking at him and going, well, no, I don't want to give more than like a five or a six for him or like a mad prospect that we don't really care about. So, and of course, you know how the Jets are. They want to maximize their assets and they'd rather just hold on to them and lose them for nothing, which is, you know, it, it, it's a strategy. It's one of them. It's a way to go about things. <laughs> Let's just not get pieces to maybe put together in a different trade and get something else that's maybe better. But, you know, I, I it, it is what it is. We're not here to talk about that. So I, I think that there will be maybe some issues with Wheeler staying. And I think he likes playing here, mm-hmm. right? Obviously, we've talked about the locker room stuff. We, we, we are aware of, or at least we've been kind of teased that he is at the quote-unquote top of the pyramid here. And if he went somewhere else, he's not, right? So if he's just wanting to ride, ride it out into the sunset and either retire after this year or play a couple more, I, I, I can even see the Jets signing him to another like year-long extension at $3 million or $4 million or something silly like that that keeps him here because he wants to stay and it's a player for the Jets to put out onto the ice that the fans quote, like and all that stuff. So Yeah, yeah, I, I could see that too. I the With Blake Wheeler, I disagree with the Athletics uh, list putting him top 10 for because their, their list is an off-season trade list i think blake wheeler if he does get moved it'll be more of like a deadline um and like what you saw with patrick kane and like a million other trades where these guys have these high cap hits but they're brokering the money through like the coyotes um or some other team with cap space for an extra pick just so that they can make the money work kind of thing right does anyone want to take on blake wheeler's eight million dollar cap hit for him to play a third line role probably not in a flat cap world. So you're going to see definitely retention from the jet side and maybe even more retention through a team like Arizona or whoever wants to weaponize their cap space. Uh, I think that's more likely the outcome for Blake Wheeler is a deadline broker trade. I just don't see him being moved in the off season unless the jets are retaining 50%. Yeah. And some team is willing to take on that. Well then, then it's like four and a half million instead of eight. Uh, if if a team's willing to take that on for for a leader, a veteran, sure. But I think deadline is more more the look ahead. Um, well, and the last thing too, ahead. I think the yeah. other thing you can you can put in that too is a team won't want to trade for an older Blake Wheeler who they don't know if he's going to regress even more 
at eight million. Like he's already not. I'm sorry, he's not worth his contract at this current moment anymore, right? So if he continues to regress and a team trades from this offseason, that trade looks really bad. The reason why we also say it's a trade deadline acquisition is because then they can trade him to a team that they know for sure is a contender and teams will know for sure where he is at as well. And so then teams can kind of evaluate, okay, he's worth this right now. We're not banking on him to either elevate his level of play or for sure to play better. If he's already having a okay season, at let's at say the trade deadline, the Jets are outside the playoff picture, and they trade him to a team in the playoff picture. Then they know. Then the, they know they're sending him a to a team to get to get a chance at the cup. Which I think, as much as we rag on Blake Wheeler, I think he he's been very important to the city. I think the Jets at least deserve to send him to somewhere that he has a chance to go win a cup. Um, and two. Then, then you're probably going to maybe maximize your assets a little bit more. Right now, mm. after this past season, I don't think you get very much for him. And teams, again, like I already said, will be kind of hesitant to get him because it's, well, he may regress even more. They would rather right. let him play 50, 60 games this year, get to the trade deadline, and then see, okay, is he now worth? But even yeah. at seven if- in the offseason, I don't think it's, I think he should be a target for teams, but I don't think he should be in the top 10. No, I think that's a little high. And yeah, like you said, I think it's more a team needs a third line scoring boost at the deadline and they broker his contract through another team and it's yeah. a $2.5 million cap hit instead of eight or four, right? So that th- I think that's more likely. Let's move on to some draft questions. We've we received a few. Prairie Jays asked, um, with this draft being so deep, wouldn't this be as good of a year to sell for a first round pick with the draft being so deep. And then Noah Lafort asked what will, or sorry, by the end of the first round of the draft, how many picks will the jets have made? So kind of the same question there. Is it a good time to sell? And if they do, how many first round picks do you think they acquire? I think they get at least they're they're picking at least twice. I'm of the mindset that I think the jets are going to trade at least one of these players uh, that is worthy of a first round pick a la Connor Hellebuck. Mark Scheifele, Pierre-Luc Dubois. Now, if they trade all three, obviously they're picking, like theoretically they're picking four times unless they're trading four players in return. But what are your thoughts on that? Because I I think at least twice, maybe three times, if they decide to move off of both centers um, and and I guess Hellebuck. But um, yeah, where do you stand on that? I think it all depends, right? So... The Jets don't have their first, their second round picks for mm-hmm. the next two seasons. So I think that impacts it slightly just because in a trade where you could throw in, like, I'm just going to throw a, hypo, a hypothetical out there. Obviously, Montreal is not going to give up five straight up for PLD. You have to throw in this. Yeah. I, I think Montreal would ask for a little bit more because mm-hmm. at five, you're getting, you're getting a top tier prospect. That's a top five pick. I, yeah. I, even I, as a quote-unquote armchair GM, would think it's a bad trade for Montreal, even though I think it would be great for the Jets to just trade PLD for the for five and get a nice little swap. Theoretically, they would probably ask for at least a two in return as well. For, for a top five pick that is guaranteed top five. It's not a future first that you have no idea what it is. It's you're at five. So I think that impacts, but I don't know. I We know PLD is... He, he might as well say he's gone, 
right mm-hmm. at this point. Unfortunately, I hate to say that he's probably gone. Connor Hellebuck has now been mentioned that lots of teams that needed a goalie this playoff run are now looking at him. If I'm the Jets, obviously, uh, again, as an armchair GM, I would probably be looking to make a deal with any team, right? And probably getting another... For, for Connor Hellebuck, I really think that you... you A Vesna finalist and a Vesna winner. He's been a two-time final... No, is it one winner and now... One win... He's been a finalist a few times, I think three yeah. times in the last six years or something, but so he's won it once, obviously. You you have a perennial top three to top five goaltender in the NHL on your roster. Mm-hmm. Personally, for me, if I'm the Jets, obviously this may be a high asking price, but I would be asking for a first round pick and probably a top tier goalie prospect, right? Or at least a, a decent forward prospect. So, that's where the Jets would get another pick. So let's say they make a trade with Montreal and they get five or whatever. And or the Jets get a second from Montreal and they use that to trade up. I think I think I'm in line with you. And in, in a good in a good scenario, I think the Jets are picking three times in the first round. In a good scenario where they've decided that they would like to move on from this core. Yeah. Yeah. Do I I'm think they move yeah. do I think they move on from the core? No. I think they yeah. tra- I think they trade PLD and that is that. And so I think they get either one, they're picking at 18 or they're maybe picking at five if they make the deal with Montreal and th- and they may get two and that's that. Well, Montreal also has Florida's first. So that is, true. that is another first that's on the table there. That one will be obviously Florida still playing there in the Eastern Conference Finals now. So that pick is still moving down the, down the draft board. And, and that so may even be the more attainable pick that the Jets right. get. So Oh yeah, definitely. And I I'm if I had to predict right now, I think they're picking twice in the first round. But like you said, if it was up to me uh and I was moving these pieces out, I would pick three or four times, try and get as many first round picks as possible. Because Prairie Jays on Twitter is right. This draft is deep. And yeah. if you can get three first round picks in a deep draft, that's how you speed up a rebuild. Yeah. You hit on those three picks, you're right back, you're right back on track. Right, three years from now, you're right back to being a contender with players under contract. You have their RFA rights, young, cost controlled, young. Like that, that's how you fast track a rebuild. And I think that would be the right move. Um, uh, I do have a hot take. Oh, okay. Hot take alert. Hot take I, alert. I am. I am going to say the there is more of a likelihood that the Jets pick once than they pick three times. I agree. I agree. If I like taking as out bad what, as what that you sounds, would do, I think I agree. Yeah. I, I think there is a better chance that they pick at 18 and stand put in either trade and either get PLD for other pieces or don't even trade them at all right now. And they wait mm-hmm. till they wait till after the draft or whatever the case, or they keep him around and try for three weeks to try to sign him and then trade him. But I, again, I think that there is a better chance that they either pick one that they pick once then they pick three times and off- offload a bunch of assets yeah i i sadly agree i think i think you're i think you're on the right track there just because we've seen the jets do it before um it this would be the time to sell we've talked about it many times but do they actually do it that's the question let's face it With coffee starting at $5 and our bank accounts somehow always depleting, 
we are entering a dupe session. Most products do the same thing but are priced differently solely based on the brand name. So, a good duplicate, or dupe, is crucial for getting the highest quality at the best price. One dupe you definitely shouldn't sleep on, Raycon Wireless Earbuds. Raycon is premium audio at the perfect price point, so you can listen to what you want, when you want, without breaking the bank. Maybe you're on a budget and are looking for quality audio without having to sacrifice some well-earned money. Well, look no further than Raycon. Raycon's mission is to prove that you shouldn't have to pay an arm and a leg for quality sound and essential smart tech listening features. You can get a pair and a spare and still pay less than what you would with some of those other big-name tech brands out there. Raycon knows that in this economy, every purchase needs to be perfect. They offer buy now pay later options. Right now you can pay as low as $18 at checkout. They have an easy and free return guarantee. They offer two years of product protection insurance for just a few bucks. They offer free domestic shipping and flat fee international shipping. And they have over 50,000 five star reviews. One of the best features of Raycons are how they have custom gel tips for the perfect most comfortable in-ear fit. Which is perfect for the 8 hours of playtime you can get from the everyday earbuds. And if you wear them for 8 hours, they have to be comfortable. Go to buyraycon.com slash THPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. Light the lamp during the hockey playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can make a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can make a $5 hockey playoff bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Do you have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text Hope NY 467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for other details. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Now, if they do sell... Uh, we got a few questions here, from, one from Kent and one from Connor. Um, not me. I did, I did not submit a question. Different Connor. Uh, but it's, it's kind of return-based. So Kent asked if there are enough hockey trades available to move Shifley, Dubois, and Hellebuck and still remain in a competitive space. And then Connor asked, would you rather trade Hellebuck to the Kings for a package involving one of Byfield or Kaliev or to the Devils for one of Nemich or Brat. Now, those are both hockey trades. Um, short answer to Kent, yes, I think there are. Um, the, and the Jets like, will do that. You're not going to get proven veterans back, but getting a Jesper Brat or a Simon Nemich or a Quinton Byfield is as close of a hockey trade as you're going to get for a guy like Hellebuck because that's not an unproven like I guess Quentin Byfield and Simon Nemich are still unproven, but those are highly drafted prospects. And that, you're taking a shot. That have, right? a, like have, not, have a floor already that they're just trying to hit their ceiling now. Like you're not like, going to trade Connor Hellebuck for Linus Allmark and try and just pick things up on the fly, right? You're gonna you're gonna trade him for like a Jeremy Swayman instead, who's like more of a a, a younger goalie who's shown promise and can be a starter. But is he a starter right now? 
I guess Jeremy Swim is probably a starter right now. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know where I'm going with that, but you know where you you know what I mean. You're like, trying you're to say that they're guys that have they're they have guys that are younger that have already like they're above their floor. They've already right. like developed slightly. They're now just trying to hit their ceiling. That's what you're saying, right? So there are hockey trades available and I'll throw that second question to you. Like, would you be more looking for Quinton Byfield or would you look to the devils who need goaltending? If you watch the playoffs, uh, Akira Schmid and Vitek Vanacek got pulled <laughs> like every other game. One of them was getting pulled. Um, so like a Simon Nemich, you know, number two overall pick Jesper Brat. He's an RFA. You got to pay him. Um, or Quinton Byfield, who was also a top three pick top two pick. Um, and has shown promise this year, but hasn't really broken out yet. So if I'm looking to trade Connor Hellebuck to either the Kings or the Devils, obviously you look at whatever top prospect they have, but I would also look and see which team has other assets that I could acquire, right? I think that's Mm -hmm. also part of it. Like, I'm sorry, if I'm the Jets, like I said earlier, I'm going to be greedy with Connor Hellebuck. I'm going to be looking for a top play, a top prospect, probably a quote unquote roster player mm-hmm. that has some potential. Plus, I'm looking for more assets. And right now, the Devils probably have more assets. Like well, I know the, the, the Devils Kings don't have do, their but... first because no, of I... the Timo Meyer trade. Yeah. So I, I doubt you would get a first and Simon Nemich. Like that's like so the first is already off the table if you're talking Simon Nemich, Jesper Bratt. Yeah. Um, because that's that's a heavy price to pay. I know Hellebuck is outstanding top three goal in the league but i, I wouldn't even do it if i were the devils like right. but i think you could look at a second or two thirds or right. like another you could go let's say brought and a c prospect or a lower tier b prospect in that respect right like i think you could get a good player plus another prospect or a um, lower or mid-tier draft pick but if I had to choose, I'd probably pick Jesper Brat, just because this lineup needs more offense. I know Byfield brings offense, but we've seen that mm-hmm. Jesper Brat has like just full on blown, shown that he can put up yeah. points and he can be uh, like. And that's not a knock on Byfield. Byfield's a very good player. I just feel like mm-hmm. this team has enough. Because if you could quote me if I'm wrong, I, I'm I'm under the impression that Byfield's more of a two-way sort of player. He's not completely yeah. offense. His his offense has really struggled, and then he he got put on the top line on the wing with Kopitar and Kempe. I'm pretty sure later in the year, yeah. and he just kind of took off. He started racking up assists and stuff. So I think next year is a breakout year for Quinton Byfield. I don't know if people would count the second half of this year as like his breakout, but I think next year he develops into like a full-fledged top six forward uh whether they play him on the wing or center that's to be seen but yes you would be right byfield to this point has been more of like a two-way guy but his offense is really coming along as of late and i and i know the sound and you know what i think the jets would probably trade for byfield because they love two-way forwards but i think for this lineup with the amount of two-way forwards we have and and the amount of guys with that skill set that we have i think you gotta go all in on offense right now and get a winger that is proven to put up points. Cause right now, if you don't trade Mark Shifley, you have two of them. And if you trade Shifley, you then have one, you then have Kyle Connor. That's there to just put up points. Right. So. Yeah. I, I put Nicolette Ehlers in there too. Sorry. Yes. Uh, you yeah. have three then. Sorry. I apologize. Yeah. You then have three and you're down to two and even right. three is low. Two is even lower. Right. 
So yeah, <laughs> yeah well, we no, can't count right. out Nikolai like, Ehlers because apparently there's trade rumors about him. Teams are offering for him. So I there's going to be trade rumors about every single player on this uh, roster. Of, co- of course, <laughs> the, I, I and this I don't think this is that much of a hot take, but of course the Jets would take calls on Nikolai Ehlers and probably not somebody like Mark Shifley or Blake Wheeler. There you go. That which is tell, tells you all you need to know. Which is terrible, but it's the world that we currently live in, and it's really stupid. So, but we don't know. We don't know. Like, there's been no like oh, actual yeah. reports, but yeah, we'll see. Um, there's a lot to be to be had with this with this roster. The my take on this, I I kind of want to throw this out there as like we need to kind of also temper our expectations for a Connor Hellbuck return because Jets fans know. He's been a top three goalie for how long now? Like a decade oh, almost. Yeah. Like he like he came into the league less than a decade ago. But you know what I mean. Like he's been yeah. great. And he's provided so many decade. wins. To, yeah. He's won a Vesna, but he's also almost 30 and on an expiring contract. So I don't know if teams are going to be paying up like Byfield a first and Kaliev for Connor Hellebuck for a year, and then he might walk in ufa you know what i'm saying yeah. like i i don't really know what the market's gonna be like yeah obviously he's a top three goalie in the league but he's only like one year left on his contract and there's been some speculation that his next contract is going to be in the nine to ten million range are you gonna pay like i know hellebuck doesn't really move much um so it's not like he's gonna lose athleticism in his when he's 33 because he doesn't move much in the first place but are you gonna pay a 31 year old connor hellebuck nine and a half million for the next six years yeah i don't know like some teams will definitely do that the, the first Jets, couple years of that deal will look great like right but then like the, the, like the year three four will it'll be it'll be just like the blake wheeler contract the first half of it will look great and then the second half doesn't because they it's just it's decline. just traditional it's, aging curves like uh, and hellebuck would 100 be the type of goalie to make me eat my words and just dominate until he's 36 because and, he and dominate much, and then right? retire and decide that he's done when he probably has another three years left in the tank right like yeah. he'd finish yeah, that no, contract he's... and go i'm done and you're like okay you could assign two more one-year deal contracts with contending teams and still been putting up okay numbers but yeah no i'm i'm of the mindset that shifley you look to the Bo horvat trade that's exactly what's going to happen pierre looked Dubois, you look to montreal and then outside of that I don't know. Like, I think everyone really else has to... just decided that Pierre Luc Dubois is off the table. There's so much news about mm, Montreal yeah, going to get know. him. I don't think any teams are calling about PLD right now. I think they're waiting to hear something about. Nope, Montreal has either moved on, or they're just waiting for Montreal to say that they've pulled the trigger. I I, I haven't heard a single other team say that. Uh, I haven't heard anything in the internet space that has said that the the jets have fielded calls for pld from other teams other than montreal yeah i i we'll see a lot of it is going to happen either right before the draft at the draft or right after the draft that little two-week stretch there is going to be bonkers um but i think we've covered that quite well temper expectations for a hellebuck thing i'm more of the mindset that i want simon nemich uh and to work with the devils because i feel like they have some really good young players that if you want to retool on the fly that's how you do it, right? Um, but again, I'd be fine with either Byfield Nemich if those are if those are the players that are on the table. Yeah, that's fine by me. Um, we're approaching twenty five minutes on the pod here. Um, 
how about we say we do a little rapid fire we've got we've got a few questions left but let's let's fly through them a little bit um imagine silva on twitter uh submitted three questions so rapid fire here you go elliot you ready yep <laughs> let's do it okay we actually already kind of answered the first one where do you think our core will end up if they move uh contending teams just straight up contenders. Yeah, I agree. I, I did a Shifley kind of three trade destinations thing. A little shameless plug over on the hockey writers and always go check out. I did stuff. Oh yeah. Boston, Detroit, New York are three teams that I'm looking at that need centers, have the assets to pay up and do a bull Horvat like deal. Um, but yeah, you'd like Boston and New York contenders PLD. If it's not Montreal, it's going to be a contender because with the uncertainty there teams don't want to you know yeah have them walk in a year and if you're like if you're a bad team if you're arizona and you trade for pld and he walks in a year that's terrible asset management yeah. uh so it's either going to be a contender or montreal for dubois and then hellebuck obviously a contender no one's going to trade for a 30 year old goalie again if you're arizona yeah. right so i think will they yeah. be arizona i don't know but right uh, sorry i gotta yeah i gotta stop using arizona yeah wow <laughs> That arena vote failed last night. If you weren't, uh, if you weren't on Twitter in the hockey verse, um, all right. Do you think we'll see anyone in the AHL graduate to be a full time NHLer next season? I would hope so. My real answer is no. No. I I'll, I'll say, Vili Hanala, and one of Jansen Harkins and Dominic Toninato are going to be a fourth liner on the Jets next year. The only way I see Villy making the lineup is if they trade a left-handed defenseman, which I think another trade piece that you can look out for is either Stanley or I'm even talking Nate Schmidt. I think yeah. is maybe, maybe on the cards. Just yeah, the- just as a name that's out there that nobody's talking about, that's my name to be prepared that the Jets trade to make a spot for somebody. Yeah. I there's a lot of moves that are talking about up front with the three players that we've already talked about at length, but the back end like there could be moves back there too um last question here is our ohl goalie prospect dominic divincentis the real deal i would wait and see until next season if he has a similar type season then i would say yes he may be mm-hmm. the real deal as connor's mentioned before to me to brian and i think he's even mentioned it on the pod and i think brian can echo this as well um goalies can just have really good years and be an anomaly so you need yeah. to ha- – it's great he had a good year. That's good for his development. It's good for the confidence. Now, we need to wait and see if he can repeat. Because if he can repeat a sim- – I'm not saying he has to be OHL's best goalie for uh, North Bay. But if he can be somewhere in and around that again, then I would say that he is – on track to be a top goalie prospect in our system, which we don't really have any. So he may already be considered our top goalie prospect, but. Oh yeah. He's absolutely a top goalie prospect. I, I think like you said so far, he's absolutely the real deal. He's shown everything that he's needed to show that he's the real deal. You need, we need to wait collectively for him to turn pro and see if he can have a great season with the moose kind of thing, because the OHL, you never know. Goalies are voodoo. He might have just had a great year, and he could just regress like crazy next and year. And North Bay was be- good. Like they made the conference finals. Like that's the other thing. It could have large part it, because of him. Like he was, yeah. he was great this year. I, I'm not taking anything away from him. Oh, it's absolutely. Just goaltending 
it's just that it's just the position. It's one of the hardest yeah. positions in sports. It's complete voodoo. You never know. But so far, he's shown that he can absolutely be the real deal. And for a seventh round pick, that's pretty solid value. Yeah. Pretty look, solid look, value. I will say too right now, look for the Jets to draft a goaltender early-ish on in the draft. Mm. This draft, if they draft a goalie, yeah, that'll be interesting. Um, Especially if they trade Connor Hellebuck. I think even if they don't, they, they draft rounder? a goalie. No, I don't think it's a first rounder, but I think either <laughs> okay. they use their three and uh, maybe, I think they maybe trade up in the third or trade into the second round. Maybe probably the third round. But if they trade Connor Hellebuck, I think a goalie gets taken. I think there's still mm-hmm. a chance, even if they keep him, that they draft one a little bit higher. But I, I would assume a goalie w- will get drafted. Yeah, I agree. Keep a lookout for that. Um, now, Noah Laforte, going back to him, he asked, with the Winnipeg Ice possibly relocating as soon as this year, do you think True North Sports and Entertainment will buy them to keep them in Winnipeg? They need a rink, and True North has one. It seems like a good investment, as the franchise is probably at its lowest value right now. What are your thoughts on the Winnipeg guys who lost last night and went down 2-1 in the WHL finals? But All thanks to Brad Lambert. <laughs> That's why they'll want to buy him. Lambert looks great. Yeah. yeah. Um, Anyways, go ahead. Any, anyway, um, the in terms of the ice, having three teams playing in an arena is nuts. They already have, that not is. that they have issues with two, but the scheduling nightmares. I would hate to be somebody trying to schedule, <laughs> like trying to deal with like, Oh, we've got our schedule ready, blah, blah, blah. And they handed it, they, oh, WHL, oh, nope, you can't do that. You got an NHL game. Okay, well, we'll move it. Nope, you got a Moose game the next day. Okay, can we yeah. put it here? Oh, nope, the Jets, uh, the Jets got to play. Like, it would just be, like, absolutely nightmarish. Um, do they buy them and actually say that they're going to build the arena? I think maybe. Um, I don't, I, I'm not 100% sure about the entire situation. I do know that they had promised to build, like, a five- thousand seed arena right. and or, they never did and they never did now yeah. will tsne do that i don't know because chipman just bought portage place and i think is the thought process money is at that but the thought process is that he'd buy them and they'd play out of canada life i think I, I i'm assuming that is what noah is saying yeah i think the only way that they do i think honestly i think the only way that the whl actually keeps the ice in winnipeg is if tna tsne says either we can make this work at CLC or they yeah. can say we are going to break ground in the next so-and-so months on a new arena. That is the yeah. only way that they stay because at yeah. this point, the, the dubs confidence in um, management in the city probably right now is probably very low. They probably Not want great. them out of here and finding a new place that actually has a stadium or is going, Oh, well we're already building one. So let's have a team. Right. Like, right. Right. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think it's definitely within the realm of possibilities, mm-hmm. given the fact that they just played at Canada Life Center. I know it was the finals, but they got almost 6,000 people for each game, right? So Chipman might look at that and be like, hey, maybe this could work with uh, with three teams playing at a Canada Life Center. I don't doubt it at all. Uh, I would not be shocked if if True North bought the Mo ice money. and they just had like a a a stranglehold on all of the hockey in uh, in Winnipeg but we'll see there's a lot to be desired there everything every sign has pointed to the fact that they're gone right they, they haven't yeah. got this arena they can't keep playing in a Wayne Fleming and that would be a lifeline if True North bought them and had them play out of Canada Life so we'll see I would not be shocked at all my my, my only thought is to 
is like you said, it's the fight. Like Wayne Fleming during the regular season, yes, they put in like at least there was probably at least a thousand people there, but they it wasn't like they were selling out Wayne Fleming every night. Right. Like, yes, it's WHL finals. It was the only hockey on, so people went and mm-hmm. it was five thousand people. Brad Lambert helped. Brad Lambert. Quite a bit too. <laughs> yeah. People wanted to go see a, a Jets prospect, that sort of thing. But like the, if they were selling out Wayne Fleming, I don't. Th- I think they'd probably tease at a relocation, just saying, "Okay, well, you haven't built the stadium. We get you're filling out your arena, but like we kind of need that stadium." Mm-hmm. Right now, they weren't even like I've gone to a I've gone to a couple ice games, even like a couple years ago when they were good, but they weren't great, and like they weren't like there were still tons of empty seats and yada yeah. yada. But I I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens over the summer. Maybe if they if they make the let's knock on wood, maybe they make the Memorial Cup. Maybe the TSNE yeah. decides that it's a good investment, but for them, they're probably just thinking it's more money, right? Not to spend, but to acquire. So maybe that's yeah. what they are yeah. at least thinking. That's an extra little small little bit of revenue that's coming in. And I think it would be good for the city to have three teams and having good facilities for another team in the city, right? I think that's the other reason why some people didn't want to go to Wayne Fleming. It's not real seats. You're sitting on concrete. It's not. It's built for college hockey, kind of. Not really, uh, right? Like yeah. at least at CLC, you've got nice seats. You've got a nice arena. You're inside. You can park inside and walk to the arena. You don't have to park mm-hmm. outside in the parking lot in the frigid January weather. Like, it, yeah, it's, no, I... it, it is what it is. We'll we'll see what happens. It's if that that to me is up in the air, but I think it is a possibility. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, yeah, I, the ice are currently down two one in their, their finals, uh, Seattle killed them last night. They were up six, one for the majority or five, one for the majority. They ended up winning six, three, I believe game four of that series goes tonight. Actually, we're recording this on Wednesday. I, I weirdly, I think they play back to backs in the WHF finals. I might be I way off so. on that, uh, but I'm checking that for you. you you'll double check that. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, we do have. Two questions from Rebel. Uh, these will be our last two questions. I'm going to save one of them for the last question because it's not hockey related, but I love the question. Um, but firstly, if Vegas goes on to win the cup or even just make the finals, currently they're in the Western Conference finals, would that at all change how you viewed the Jets Knights first round series, Elliot? I think you change it obviously a little bit. Like I think it it slightly changes it like you hear about that all the time well we at least lost to the eventual champion yada 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 like i th- I think that has a little bit of merit mm-hmm. if the jets fought a little bit more you know they i won't use the word because it's now probably going to be a banned word around jet circles um push back <laughs> well, a little bit more of that um <laughs> i think maybe if they put if they take it to a game six maybe a game seven I probably feel really good about how they how they've gotten there because they didn't have as much. I don't think they really had that much issue with Edmonton as much as Edmonton won two games. I think if yeah, I, I think I think if the Jets take it seven, like everyone thought it was in Vegas wins, and then the Oilers only go six with them, and then with the Kraken, let's say they go five or something and make the Cup final, then I probably feel better because the Jets push them more. But I don't think the Jets push them very hard, and so. The yes, they won a game, but after that, it was kind of 
other than a random third period they seem to have in the playoffs where they just absolutely have the most immense comebacks because that's two that's two playoff runs in a row but i mean i think yeah. i think you, if you take ch- you look at your expectations for the season we were all talking about second or third like third round for this team and they get exited in the first round even do the eventual let's say champion or second place team i think you still have to feel like something was missing there yeah i where i sit on this my perception has already changed because they beat edmonton i thought edmonton was they they were my stanley cup pick i thought they were the best team in hockey and vegas made them look like a dump and chase team like it was ridiculous edmonton was one of the best teams at like entries entry percentage um coming into the playoffs obviously you have Connor mcdavid that's gonna help but they dumped the puck in so much in this series. Vegas's neutral zone defense was unreal. We talked about it in between in between games one and two. I talked about uh, Vegas's neutral zone forecheck and how the Jets had nothing in the neutral zone. It's the same thing in the Edmonton series, and we'll see if Dallas can beat it. I think Dallas is a little better suited for dumping. Sorry, the did puck I see Seattle? And- I yeah, did say Seattle. I, I, you did. I don't even. I just said Dallas. Seattle because I was hoping Seattle was going to win Game Seven. Sorry, I apologize for yeah. everyone screaming in the comments and screaming with their headphones in. I meant to say Dallas. I apologize. I also apologize, Rupe Hints, because he's an underrated player. I should have known. Dominant. That. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, Anyways keep keep going with your point. I just realized that. <laughs> yeah, they made Edmonton look like a team that they're clearly not. So that changes my perception a hundred percent. But Again, no pushback. The injuries really hurt the Jets. They really had no chance after Morrissey went down. And it, it was tough to see the season end that way. But I, for, for, for me, it changed a little bit when they made Edmonton look the way they did. Um, and yeah, if they wanted to win the Cup and make Dallas look bad and they make Carolina look bad and they win the Cup in the process, yeah, I'll definitely change the way I viewed that first-round series because... They're a damn good hockey team. They're the best team in the West for a reason, right? So um, I think that is it for the hockey questions. We have one more from Rebella here. Elliot, are you ready? Uh... Who would win? <laughs> are you ready? Are you ready? Uh-oh. Who would win in a fight? A silverback oh, gorilla we're... or a tiger? Elliot. We're having this conversation. If you guys know this, is... if you don't know, I got this conversation from uh, two streamers. Um if you know them, it's uh, Nick Merckx and Tim the Tatman. Um, mm-hmm. This was like, th- this this conversation still goes on. Sorry, Silverback Gorilla or uh, a tiger. Grizzly Bear, right? Or tiger. tiger. Okay, not the Grizzly yeah. Bear. Normally, it's a Grizzly Bear. Um, okay. Well, I think it, I think it's different if it's a, a Grizzly Bear. I'm going Gorilla. I think the yeah. Gorilla w- beats the Tiger all day. If it's a Grizzly uh, Bear, it's a it's a different conversation. I'm going silverback gorilla seven seven times a week and twice on Sundays. Like that yeah. is that, tigers that are is fast, easy, but like as soon as soon as thing. as soon as the gorilla would get its hands on the tiger, I'm sorry. Like it's dude, the silverback gorilla average weight is 400 pounds. Yeah, it's wraps. The size yeah. advantage when he's battling in the corners, it's over. <laughs> the Jets would love him <laughs> no. as a prospect. <laughs> He's only five five though, average height silverback okay, five he, five. Yeah, but he but he plays hard. You know he <laughs> plays the, the right puck way. In. Yeah, See, he plays so the right way. Hockey. We found a yeah. way to make it about hockey. Yeah. Look at that. <laughs> the tiger no, give me this. is like Nikolai Ehlers. They don't like him. They want to trade him. The gorilla is like 
every single forward they've ever drafted, other than no, like I, Ty, uh, other than their top out of their top six. This is the easiest take I've ever made on this podcast. Silverback gorilla, easy. <laughs> no, I think the easiest take that we could have ever made on this podcast was saying that the Leafs will never accomplish anything with this core. But there you go, and they didn't because they got bounced by Florida. Tough. Yeah, but you're a Leafs fan, Elliot. So how did that make you feel? Um, I would have rather played with like Phil Kessel and Mikhail Grabowski, but it's fine. Wow. All right, fair <laughs> enough. We'll end on some Leafs talk. That's a great way to end the podcast. Um, but no, there, there's again still. It feels like I'm saying this every week, but there's still plenty of sports in Winnipeg coming up. The Gold Eyes home openers Friday. Sea Bears, uh, the 27th. The Bombers are in June. Their training camp has opened. And uh, the Winnipeg Ice are still in the finals. They've got. Uh, did you find out when their second game was? Is it? Tomorrow? It was be. T- it, it is or today. Tonight, sorry. Today. So it's. it's but, we are recording on Wednesday. So when this comes right. out on Thursday, it will have been last night. They play again when you are listening on the following day on the Friday. Right. Okay. So yeah, lots of sports. Um, keep an eye out on all of our socials. Elliot's and mine are on the screen here. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, at Level Flight WPG. We're going to have lots of clips in the coming days from this episode. Thank you to everyone who submitted questions. We really appreciate it. And to end off episode 30, once again, thank you to all the listeners. Uh, you guys drive this show. It's so much fun. Um, and we hope you enjoy it. We try and put on a good show every week. And uh, yeah, we have a blast. So if unless you have anything else, Elliot, I think we're good to get out of here. No, I, th- I think that's, that's all. Thank you guys again. This is fun. Hopefully, like I said on Twitter, 30, 30 down. Hopefully, tons more to go. Thirty more. Yeah, no, a yeah, lot, more, I, lot more than yeah. thirty. Let's go. Oh, yeah. let, let's keep, let's just keep this rolling. Keep it rolling. <laughs> Alrighty, see ya. Go bombers. Uh, go sea bears and or gold eyes. You've been listening to the Level Flight Podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. 